and a component of that, those lecture rights, and I had like two or three opportunities to do it, was to go up and say, how many of you really know how to deliver a handshake? Mm -hmm. To Ken's point, out of a room of 40 kids that were junior, junior, senior, 15% maybe they knew. And I went around the room and spot checked, bang, what's, because this is an issue of our presentation. This is an issue of controlling space. This is an issue of presenting yourself with confidence, but yet with enough humility that you don't come off as an arrogant little snot, right? And there is that balance that these kids have got to learn how to strike. They didn't even know how to deliver a good handshake. It was like that whole Rodney Dangerfield, Joe Pesci thing, right? It's like, look at him when you shake his hand. If I look at him, I won't shake his hand, right? <laughs> the, from Easy Money. Okay, okay. But, but that's it. And they didn't even know how to deliver a handshake. Totally tragic. Well, that Ken, Rich, I Ken, is next. Oh, Ken is next. <laughs> Ken is next. Okay, then we can Wrapping around to Don's point, and, and the fact that lack of education is killing our kids, um, I, I just use the handshake thing and the, and the general presence, confidence thing as, as an example. Our invisible sign of an inverted spiritual failing at, at a very heavy rate. I have talked to kids who are on a roll at Prairie Ridge who don't know what century the Civil War was in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have talked to kids who cannot tell you what the three uh, uh, sections of the federal government mm -hmm. are or anything about their mutual responsibilities. Well, the ALC doesn't know she's a congresswoman. Right. They, uh, I love it when the, the, the news finds it necessary to define what the role of the Supreme Court is mm -hmm. before they tell us about something that's going on there. Right. Mm -hmm. And they do a bad job of that. Of as a matter of fact, as a general rule, you are not going to get an accurate picture of what the Supreme Court's Supposed job and authority right. level is. Yep. It, uh, we can't expect our kids to perform when they don't have reasonable expectations laid out for them. Don't have the information. Yeah. They, yeah, and it's, it's, they're not born to this idiocy. We are putting them in it, and we're doing it really effectively, and as far as I'm concerned, Saul Alinsky lives mm -hmm. in that process. You know, something that Don said that was really important, I think, is that it's the lack of principle. It's not, you see, I think that what's happening, perhaps what's happening is that, we're, that we are teaching and focused on issues instead of the principle of the thing. As, as an example, uh, I had a conversation recently with my eldest daughter, and they had just recently watched Schindler's List. Mm -hmm. Okay, and killer they, movie, mm -hmm. killer movie. And she gone went on and talked about how it is, you know, she, you know, hates Nazis and whatever and this and that. And I said, well, I yeah, that's that's appropriate, sweetheart. I think that's you know right. But this is the but this is what I want you to expand your mind to think about. I want you to think about the issue of of anti-Semitism, whether it's by a Nazi or a communist or um, uh, a Democrat or whoever's by, anti-Semitism as an issue. And then uh, then genocide and hating someone because of their race as a broader issue. And so what happens is that young people, they want to focus on the issue because that's a hot button. Fascists. Why? Because they see fascists as being right-wingers. Right 
and that's easy for them to hate because that's right. like the political people make the that mistake mm-hmm. all the time. They do, yeah. but they see that as being the politically expedient, politically correct, liberal leftist mm-hmm. thing to do is to hate the right winger. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not right wingers. I got news for you. They're National your be- they are your bedfellows. Party. <laughs> yes, right. So we get they get our kids are getting caught up in issues as opposed to to Don's point, the principle, the issue of that. Hey, we were we had this three fifths of a man in our constitution. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a racial issue. That, that was, was an that, economic issue. That was that was no. It was a representation. It was a representative issue to prevent the South from having so much representation in the federal government and being self-perpetuating that slavery would never possibly end. That was a hedge. That was the first volley by the abolitionists, if you will, as they wrestled during the ratification of our Constitution to bring it to an end. But our young people are taught that that is proof positive of why our nation is racist. Right. No, it is not. Because if they would have been considered, the African-American slaves would have been considered full people, the representative numbers in Congress and the House would have totally changed, and that thing would have perpetuated much longer. They were trying to bring it to a, a gentle landing as opposed to the crash that wound up in the Civil War. So that, show, so that shows the wrestling with a, with, a, with a very tough issue and a complex issue and trying to do it and trying to do something really hard in the easiest way possible, which I don't find any vice in someone who tries to do that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with if people. If I can't win to, the whole game, i got to try to win the first inning. you got to try to win the first inning. you got to stay well, in the game. So we've taken out of our education the why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so, because it's, it's easy to take positions. But no, you, like we talked about earlier this morning, it's like, you know, you talk to somebody who says they believe in socialism, and, and it's like, okay, but why? What is it to you? What is socialism to you? And you'll never get an answer. Right. People don't know why. It's easy to make decisions. It's easy to go with the flow. It's easy to do this. And people like to live easy. Or, or you get the superstars that you lay that question on will come back with, well, everybody gets treated the same mm-hmm. under the law. And we, we redistribute all the money so everybody's happy. And uh, <laughs> democracy can run its uh, full course in a natural way. And I said, well, you started right. off pretty good right. there. That does sound right. lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And our generation grew up, I don't know about you, but my dad used to always, do, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, pretty much. You know, we did that. You know, so, you know, that's still going on even stronger now. But if you ask a young person today, 18 years old, absolutely brilliant with a phone, knows how to research anything in the Library of Congress mm-hmm. in 10 seconds, right? <laughs> You ask them, just point out one time when socialism worked for more than 50 years. They won't be able to find it. Now, we've been here for a long time, this country, and we're working, Mm -hmm. right? And this is a pretty good place to live. Witness the fact that people are trying to break in, not break out, right? Um, Except for Illinois. And they will say, well, that can't be right. Hmm. I said, why, why can't it be? Because you don't want it to be. It is simply history, right? But we don't teach history in high school anymore. I did. It was mandatory in, in Louisiana, where I lived when I was in sixth grade, uh, most of the year. Uh, there was a mandatory four-year course in Louisiana history. It was mm-hmm. a green book, mm-hmm. you know, about so big. And it went from the, the you know, caveman days through the Louisiana Purchase, through Huey Long, and, and all kinds of interesting stories mm-hmm. written from a pretty far-right position. Right. And I, I could tell you more about Louisiana than you, than you really want to know. 
I thought that was. You already, you already have. <laughs> God, that was good. You just did. <laughs> no, we love Louisiana. <clears throat> they got good food. That's all that's the, I need to know. And yeah, music. Beautiful women. And nice expats. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, why have we stopped teaching history? Saul Alinsky. Well, I don't think he's com no, commandant of I, all the unions that run the. I just do believe again. It's it, that's why I always just wonder because I do don't teach history because I don't that like. True? And that's true. They teach some history, but I just I don't like putting evil know. motives on people. I, I try to give people the I'm kids in school. I'm in a band with the principal. Yeah. I have two of my relatives who are teachers. Right. I have a couple of friends of mine that are teachers. What, what history do they teach in high school now? The, they teach. They still teach uh, American history. The problem is, is that they they used to have a separate division that taught civics. Yeah. That separate division has been canceled. Yeah. Now they folded into a, a, a class called American history. So, so now, is still, yeah, civics, civics class would talk about the principles. That's correct. It's still, civics is still a part of American history, but yeah. they don't go into the details that so they used to. The civics would cover the principles. The history covers where we went wrong. Yeah, but you know, the, to some degree, I'm, I'm oversimplifying. Well, it's wrong right? I mean, history is history. But I mean, in terms of what they really want the kids to hear is how it's wrong. Because well, we need of, to change it. You know, there's a lot of civic rules that we got that are working beautifully that are pretty tough to understand unless you know the history that built them mm. well, and, and, to and, the, and the evils that they fixed. To the point of all that, there is, a, and I think I've mentioned this before, there is a show, it's considered a comedy show, but it's called Drunk History. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it actually, when my daughter was back in high school, she was in APUS. She was in the APUS history class. The advanced history class. That teacher actually sent a little thing home for us to sign mm -hmm. because of the language and the fact that people were drinking mm -hmm. on the thing. But hey, this is actual real. This is they're actually telling you what really actually happened kind through of. kind of. <laughs> they, they made it funny. They do make it it's funny. Kind of. But it's kind. It's closer than the <laughs> books. Goggles. It's closer than the books <laughs> that they had. Beer and goggles. and we're like, yeah, sure. It's it's freaking funny, and and it's kind of on. It's it's much more on target than what your whitewashed, watered down textbooks are even coming. There's a problem to. with allowing this education to come through the schools that the government spends mm -hmm. a lot of money into. Yep. There's a very big problem. And I went to NIU and I went back to school in 2006, finished a degree I started in 79. <laughs> I, got, I was busy. Good move. <laughs> I was busy. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot happens. But, uh, the textbooks that I were looking at were wildly inaccurate. Yeah. And I talked to one of the teachers about these things because they slept on his comment was, this is one of the best ones that's out there. We know that there's inaccuracies in them. But this is one of the best ones out there. So why are you using this? Yeah. Because it's what's available. It's well, the best of the worst. But, you know, we're sense. talking. We but there's a slapback going on. So one of the things that's happening now is that recognizing these big problems that we're having in colleges with their education, there are institutions that are now commercializing it. Mm -hmm. and they're creating universities, and there's a lot of money being funneled into these universities. Well, universities can make money. 
believe it Hillsdale or not. College. But that's the thing. It's it's all about money. It's it's not just universities. It's all schools. If you sure. if you have what well, has to be kids three years mm-hmm. apart and you think you're going to use the same books for each kid, you're, you're it has to be. Yeah, you're gone. Yeah. That is, that's not happening because they don't want resale of books anymore. You've got to buy new books every year. Yeah, that's new books every year. Got to have that. And those books are not cheap. Or, or they'll say, oh, we're everybody's going to have a, a, a an iPad or something like that. That's uh, right. And, and, you know, we did this at my son's school, and they said all the books will be on that and everything. Well, you know, we paid $1,400 for the damn thing. And, and then you still had to go out and spend $1,000 on books. On books. And the, mm-hmm. and the backpacks are still 50 and freaking pounds that these kids have strapped yeah. to their backs. And they go back to the idea of education and civics. So, I mean, should civics be taught in the public school systems? This is one of the arguments they made. Or should this be taught in the home? That's the argument. Yeah. So one of the issues that we're having is about education. We all know education is the problem. We just turn but it what over. is the problem? So Tur- parents are turning it over to the... We're trying to turn it over to the government, and we know that anything you turn over to government is, is going to get half done and cost twice as much. Right. And, and that's and just and the fact of it. We're pounding yeah. out item number six on this... You know, oh, it, it, but it, it again. This is you're this stuffing crime. At it. You're well, it's staffing happening. at it, but it's, we're it's sitting here idiotic. talking about a crime. It is idiotic, but it's it's there. Let's, what's you year know, this proposal came up with this? It, 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 back the, in the sixties. Um, take control of what people read. So what and this guy did to. is he went around the take world at that particular time. He looked at all the different. He looked at all the different countries mm-hmm. and what they did, and he picked the highlights of it. Well, it was the introduction to LSD? And, and wanted to put it down. <laughs> yeah, that too, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but, I'm sorry. but the fact of the matter is, yeah, he wrote this more than forty years, fifty years ago. At this point. But we're seeing and we're sitting here talking about examples. Of these are all symptoms of a, of a greater problem. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. We've got, we've covered this ground before. Yeah, now we're we back have. to symptoms again, and I know yes. that's cool. We can rant but, about symptoms for a while. But you know, we we did that, and we did that the last couple of weeks, and we said, and that's last why I, weeks, I we're I trying to get more closer to what the actual solution, or excuse me, what the actual disease, disease is. is. That's what we're after, and, and we're still trying to figure that out. And we know that these issues are symptoms of this disease. To me, and, the, I, and again, we could talk for a million years, but the, you've touched on it right there. The disease is turning it over to government. In my opinion, the disease turned, is we just keep loss of individual war. liberty. Well, yeah, and, and as, as a result, we had, yeah, right. and 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 not knowing why individual liberty is important mm-hmm. and how individual liberty is secured and preserved. So it's the recognition of individual liberty, why it's important, and to how it's secured. That it would mm-hmm. appear to be yeah. the nexus of it. The responsibility is involved in having a liberty. There's responsibility. Freedom without with responsibility yeah. will die. And, and doesn't yeah, it, it, and it kind of comes back to that whole issue, right? Is that if we didn't want the government to teach our children civics, what would people do? Teach. Maybe they would have a smaller home. Why? Less upkeep. Mm-hmm. Maybe they wouldn't have. A boat. Mm-hmm. Why? Less time on the water, more time at the kitchen table with their sons and daughters. Maybe they wouldn't have um, extra cars, extra homes, personal pursuit, adults living for themselves and not their youth. This is the thing that has occurred, and mm-hmm. I'm not preaching that as someone who hasn't done it. I like my recreational as much as anybody else, but in our liberty as Americans, as, as part of that affected class, we have delegated the raising of our young to the government, one, because the government at some level said, made it law that we have to, 
which was a good idea when they did. At some level, right? Because but that pendulum, afford it. But that pendulum swings, right? And, right? and then the second thing is, as I say, well, we've delegated this, therefore I get to do more things that I want to do, and in my liberty I go do the things I want to do, and I turn my kids over to the thing. And then it just continues to backslide, and down the, down the road it goes. And what we wind up with is a school that even if it had an opportunity to teach civics appropriately, which it would, if it wasn't mandated by who, the politicians, to say, well, you have to teach all this other stuff, and therefore you will do many things poorly. What does that sound like? The equal distribution of misery? Maybe it's also the equal distribution of poor performance across all categories. You must teach all these other things, to which in Illinois, let's add LGBTQ history, uh, and so let's it's teach... Done uh, there. Right. So let's teach many things poorly and saying, saying, you know, we've got all this stuff we've got to teach. We're going to eliminate the margins, the things that really are not important to citizenship, life skills, being prosperous, successful, being able to support yourself financially. We're going to eliminate those things. Right. We're going to eliminate those things, and we're going to teach the core things that will make you a better, more productive citizen. If we were to do that, at least there would be an opportunity. Somebody has to say those terms and define what they mean, and that's yeah. the problem. That's where it gets to sure. man does well, that. That's the problem. Let's yeah. try a new principle last night on this very subject about how he gets his funding and what's attached to it. I had asked him that question about this, about these, these crazy things that are coming down. I said, how do you deal with this? Right. And what he told me was is that they get together, and they being in the district. I won't name who he is or what district he's from. Sure. But uh, they, these principals get together in that district, and they discuss which of these items the state is mandating that they're going to actually pay attention to, and which ones they're going to go through the motions on. Sure. And so they will. So they'll get something wacky coming in, and they all sit and round table it, and then they come up with a generalized plan of how they're going to do it. Implement or dodge. So they can keep right. So they can keep their funding and mm-hmm. keep their play the game. Right? But they but they instruct their instructors like just touch on this and let it go. Don't do Sounds anything. Sounds pretty like rational to me. Well, uh, yeah, but, but I had also asked him about the idea of all kids the same box. And mm-hmm. I said, is, is that changed? He said, yeah, it's changed significantly. Ironically, they call these students that, that you know, they used to call them gifted. Mm-hmm. They're now called special needs. Now, when I was going up to school, was special the needs was the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Was the special kid needs. that had to wear the helmet. Yeah. They're talking about special <laughs> needs. Put a cork on their fork. They're talking about special <laughs> needs, meaning that these students that... Re- that but you worked yourself through that. I did. <laughs> they only let me have three crayons, too, damn it. Don't let them, don't let them knock you down, Dan. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan. I distracted you there. Wow. Thanks so much did. for our he, protocol. He was, doing, he he was doing so well. He <laughs> Carry on. Carry on, Dan. I apologize on their behalf. I'm sorry. So, so, we're so anyway, so, he, so, he, so he's talking about so, special needs. And so what they're doing with the teachers is, is, they're, is they're putting together programs and they're doing it online. They're sending these students that, that for them to accelerate right. in their learning and they grade them. And so they give them a comprehensive grading system. And I'd ask them, what is this? He goes, well, it's always in development. Mm-hmm. But the people that they're scoring in the 7 to 10, we give them this extra credit, online stuff that they can address. The other ones we have in-work in classroom with four, and then the ones that are in the lower class, 
They bring the parents in on, mm-hmm. and they give tasking to the parents for them to work with their children. And no I thought kidding. this was a, this no. is a no. kindergarten. Good. Wow. This is a really great idea. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, so I've never I wanted heard to let you guys know this because it's a ray of sunshine in this dim world that we've yeah. been painting. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting about that is I that, knew nothing about yeah. it. Is that when, when I was in, in school uh, a long time ago, when I was in school, well, not that long ago. Child. Child. Pop. So uh, <laughs> when I was in school, we had things uh, grade, grade eight, right? We had, uh, everyone was, was, was a gas, right? You had the helium or the really smart kids, and you knew who they were, and you had the radons, which kind of <laughs> have an idea who they were. You don't need to, don't ask me. I, I was, I was, I was dark matter myself. <laughs> 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 we believe you, but, but then you they didn't mix with anything, did you? No. no. <laughs> and so then what they so then what they did is they went from that where everything was separated, and then they went ahead and put everybody together, and then it sounds like now they're starting starting to break them up again. And the point of bringing that out is that we keep chasing the pendulum. At some point, we have to land on something and say, look, this is really the best way to live. This is okay. It works, and there's a good way to administer it. And <laughs> Right, yeah. it's your problem. Who defines that? Know, that's, that's, yeah, problem. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. So, because my sister Mary talks about this, she's in. Uh, I can talk about her because she's quitting her job. <laughs> who, who, ten years ago, loved it. She said to me, you know, if, if they didn't pay me, I would still get up every morning and go to the school and do mm-hmm. this. Now she's no longer going. Yeah, now she doesn't want to, right? Because of the problems she's having with the kids that are coming in and how the lack of education that these kids have. In the fact that they're not being trained by their parents in anything, right? No, and Mary, and no Mary sees that as a symptom of what you touched on earlier. Right, was that the parents are saying that this isn't my job; it's it's the government. I've, yeah. I've got a Harley, I've got a bass boat, I've got you know, well, I, is, I, I go I, sailing, I go to the government. I'm graduation right? party tomorrow for a neighbor of mine and their kid, and I already know their kid didn't pass, <laughs> really, but they pushed him through. But they don't want to deal with them anymore. Yeah, they want him out. They're well, just, that's the problem. They, 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 when, I, when we were going to school, they did that same thing because of the mental back. deterrent that happened to the child by being held back at class. And that was what the reasoning was. They're not putting it forward. So they would put this disruptor into the regular classroom, and it was a nightmare for teachers. Mm-hmm. And they finally abolished that system. Yeah, but they do used to hold kids back. Yeah, and they stopped. Because remember, you know, when you and I went to school, how bad, and you too, we were all pretty much the same age, When the, how bad our school systems were. I mean, this is the open classroom era that, that the state had mandated. Well, and how it was bad ridiculous. they are, you know, depends where you're at, you know, and, I mean. Just, well, I tell you what, man, I didn't learn shit. I mean, I went to two classes, and, and that was an English class, and I went to a, my science class. Those are the only two classes I went to. Yeah. I got thrown out of school because of it. Well, that's setting like the locker on fire, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole other episode. That's my kind of that. man right yeah. there. But then, but then See, and I built an electric chair in, in electronic shop class. <laughs> so... Hey, we're, we're the same. <laughs> I used to uh, delay that uh, um, billy clubs, uh, aluminum billy clubs. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we're I'm all hanging problems, out. I'm so hanging out with some sick people. That was because we had machine shop back then. You don't have that. You so have machine so the problem shop. That we're we getting had electronic to, shop. The yeah. problem we're getting to that we're trying to boil this thing down on is again we're talking about the involvement of government, or really government's just another step of <clears> it, or is it the personal responsibility that we must hold? Mm-hmm. So the idea that, you know, really the true responsibility of education is the person. It's yeah. the person. It's yeah. the parent. It's the parent. Well, it's the parent. That, you know, the role of the parent is to pass this child into a world where they can give the best success. And sometimes, you know, and whatever, in my, whatever that world is. And it's a lot of work. You bring them into the world. It's a lot of work. It's your responsibility to, to bring them up properly. 
you know, to, to try and give them the best opportunities if through the best education. If what condition exists. If what? If what condition exists, would the, would the parents say that to themselves? What's one condition has to exist? I, I, I'm not sure where you, I don't know. They gotta like the world they're coming into. They gotta think that the world's important. They gotta think that there's something going on here other than the fact that we just and we, I get we, that it had we, to are made up of dust and then we return to it. Like, yeah. you know, the idea about a transcendental spirit yeah. idea, that's what this is. Otherwise, why does it matter? Yeah. That's, what, that's exactly matter. right. And so when you get down into it, when people you when you meet people that don't believe that there is a transcendental mm-hmm. aspect or a spirit, a numinant or whatever you want to call it, you, you see all this depression, you mm-hmm. see all this destructive behavior, you see all these elements in there, because basically... That's it. Yeah, it's this like the it. Calvinist said, you know, if you, you, you're, you're no born, either you're born to go to heaven or you're not. And when they brought that idea up, one person's like, well, wait a minute, if I'm not, then let's rape, pillage, and plunder because there's <laughs> going to be no sin for you. Well, there's, yeah. no, there's all accountability. What's, what's the point? What's the point? And that is, so I believe that this is one of the symptoms of this problem. Flood the market. And I think that all these things that we're talking about are diseases of that. Or I think that there's, excuse me, there's symptoms, symptoms of that, of that disease. initial disease. So when you talk to somebody and you let them know that there's an idea that, you know, maybe there's something a little bit more than just what this is, mm-hmm. it kind of takes the focus away from what these immediate problems are. And you start looking at what the overall is. And that's when people start successing. It's a long view. <laughs> and I think that's what's missing. I think that the idea of not just taking God out, because I, I, I want to touch on this lightly. Believing in something is extremely important. Now, you, what, how, what true it is is for the individual to address. You know, it's for them to take care of it. But to believe in the fact that there's something more than what just this shit is, is the point. Mm-hmm. And, if you, and if the kids are being taught that there isn't, that there isn't you see this huge problem. It's all about you then. That's and, I, the and I'm talking to a couple of 20-somethings that are, that are in business and stuff now, and I'm dealing with these guys, and they're telling me, you know, they don't believe in that. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at what they're doing, and I'm like, dude, man, this is like terrible for you. Yeah, yeah. So now I, my job is to convince them that they're Then they wonder is. why they're so empty and miserable. <laughs> and, the thing that, and the thing that we find, and I found this in my own life, I think probably everyone does, is that there's nothing more, uh, nothing more miserable than a human being who is focused on themselves alone. That, our, that, that when we are focused on me, myself, and I, we are miserable, we're depressed, mm-hmm. we're... We're empty, we're hollow, there's no reason to get out of bed, we sit and watch the ceiling fan, whatever, it's just just bad. But when we have the, because that's our natural fallen nature, again, I'm going to try to touch on this lightly, that we are, that self-centered fallen nature is to look inward, and we get into the five-eye wills of Lucifer, right? It's a very consistent theme. Now, what happens when we turn our attention outward in service, even agape, sacrificial love for others toward others, does it hurt? Sure. Is it? Does it? Is it hard? Yeah. But does it give you a sense of reward welling up inside you that just flows out of you like you can't possibly believe? Absolutely. Well, and that's that. the yeah. issue. To and Dan's we, point, he's absolutely nobody's right. Nobody's teaching that anymore. Yes. Most churches teach it, but people aren't going there anymore. By the way, a lot of people. Now talking about spiritual war. This is what I'm addressing, yeah. not the battle sure. you know, that you would talk about the classic aspect right. of it. And so. You look at the, the you look at the other religions that come in with spirituality, and so it's the Buddhists, it's all this. But it, these are hollow religions because they don't have an individual spirit authority. Right. My myself to something else. It's still about me. Yeah, it's still about you. That's well, right. and, I, and to your point, I always say to myself, and I, I tell it to others, but I use this for myself that if I'm feeling sorry for myself or whatever, I, I associate that with selfishness because. Yeah. 
think about any time you were serving someone else. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible to be down and miserable and unhappy and Absolutely frustrated just. when you're serving someone. It's it's almost I think it's not possible. If you if you because well, it, it, valid, it validates you because you're using your talents for a reason or a purpose that's beyond not yourself. If you are miserable, do the following thing. Find the ability, the courage, just grit your teeth and sign up to volunteer and feed my starving children. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Vote Democrat. Do, do, right. <laughs> <laughs> that would make me miserable. Wow. Okay. Can I go That's all right? That's a wrap. But as an example, do that because at that situation, what are you doing? You're, you're, you, 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 put, you get the bag, you're putting in the rice, you're putting in the food, you're putting sure. in the thing, you're sealing it up, and you're p- making packaging food that's going to go half way around the world that if those people don't get that food, they die. Right. And in that moment, when you're there for just an hour doing that, you are totally turned outward. Whether it is you're doing it as an article of faith, is you're doing it as an article of, hey, I want to be a good person, whatever it is, but you get that thing turned outward and you're looking, now there's an opportunity to discover when you're doing this looking inward it's all about me myself and I mm. you're nothing but just tucked under the covers just sucking on your thumb it's, nothing it's, good can it's come it's real up. hard after you go to that packing seeds for feed my starving children to go home and complain that you don't have the full HBO package that brings you right to the proper position <laughs> <laughs> well when you get when this you get is a really eat. cool point that we just reached it is and, and I needed reminding of it yeah, but we also time. talked about how when when we when, when sorry, you do things no, like that and you welfare, yeah. you know, is the thing we talked about. Welfare, you know? and when you do that and you make that package and you deliver it to the people, and the person looks up at you and says, "Okay, when's my next meal coming?" Yeah. But the but I think there's a, there's a difference between, and I think we really need to be careful that there's a difference between welfare as we understand it in the American mm-hmm. versus charity. Right. Welfare, as it currently exists in America, is the contribution, confiscation of personal wealth given to somebody else, and there are no conditions upon how it is they are to live, even though they are a burden on the state and the person who gets up at five to go to work to make money and pays his or her taxes, yeah. as opposed to charity, where it is that I am willingly giving of my, my my myself, my time, my blood, my treasure, my 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 effort, my my soul, my prayers. I'm willingly pouring these things out and giving these to you because I want you to have them. It's and there's a huge difference in it's them. It's received much differently. Received, received much by differently. a different class of person. No, it's, it's when you have, the same person would receive those two things very differently in my opinion. I'd like to believe that. When the government just gives it to you, there's a lot of it's a, the, the response yeah. is going to be much different than it's, if I know you worked for it, you volunteered this, you gave it to me, you cared enough. Nobody sits there and thinks that the government cared enough to give me this. The government owed me or whatever. There's a big difference. Well, I that's because you've created that an entitlement yeah. situation there. But when you are part of something and you acknowledge that you are part of something so inconceivably large that you are of and in and that then becomes the medication mm-hmm. to address the disease of you know removing the loss of individual liberty because you have the responsibility to address job. and live within this largeness mm-hmm. no, no matter how inconceivable it may be to people. You accept and take on that responsibility, and then you have the ability to go past 
that incredible thing that's in every single person that lends to the sense of entitlement, which is the ego. Mm -hmm. If you can get out of your ego and go volunteer and do it not because... Volunteering, I am so wonderful and I'm absolute. You, you don't do it with anticipation of the response of the people who are receiving benefit of what it is you are giving. Why? You have to. Why? Because if you do that, then you're being you're becoming more egocentric, and you're not well, you're, you're exiting. I can I can definitely go and do something anticipating Anticip- result in the in the work that I'm going to do and see the effect of it because that's why I'm doing it. That's why you're I'm doing, not doing it. it just for some altruistic but, yeah. theory. But if if you're going to hinge on the way the person behaves, yeah. you're saying out of balance. Yeah. You, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that because of that. Then you're you're not exiting ego. Yeah, the rain. The so rain you're not, you're not necessarily. What you're, what you're talking but, about is the word love. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. But, the, yeah. but the issue is so also that, that even if a person has the wrong motive to go and do the right thing, they are going to be exposed in an environment yes. where over mm-hmm. time things are going to rub off on yeah, them, right. and there's a chance for change. Yep. And that's what it comes back. Over time, a person's going a person's going to be brought to a position of humility. They're going to be brought to a position of their motives are going to change. Their heart is going to change. It's going to go from a heart of stone to a beating heart of flesh. There's going to be this metamorphosis or evolution within the individual. But if a person, even if so one, one a mentor in faith told me a long time ago, says, John, sometimes you just need to get your feet moving. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter why you're doing it. Just get your feet moving. And you'll be amazed at what God can do through that. Yeah. You know, so a connection to that, as you were talking, Pete, I was just thinking that, doer get something that this is going to sound a lot. This is so good. I think it's going to sound even like, it's going to sound like Dan. Wow. Okay. Ooh, wow. I mean, it's going to be that good. <laughs> That's a high right, everybody's so a pretty hard wire. Deep breath. Deep breath. Here it is. That the issue of our charity, our outpouring of love, our outpouring of sacrifice, giving to our other, is not only how it is we preserve the liberty of the individual, but we also preserve our own liberty. Because if we do not act charitably in an outpouring of love to care for those who are of lesser or may need help, if we don't do that, eventually the government will step in and will take control of that, and then we will have welfare, and then we will eventually lose our own liberty through taxation and things of this nature. It's just a thought that occurred to me. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's a good mm-hmm. one or a mature one, but it just kind of hit me as Pete was talking. It was good. It wasn't as good as you set it up to be. It's sort of like cake with the thin now, layer now of icing. You, know why it is you got the California you set the sticker. expectation no, no, a little it's, too high. I, I so, did. Uh, so, instead, so instead of the way when I'm in the depression, we're out of time, probably. Yeah, we were, we've been out of time well, you were gonna for 20 up. minutes. You were going to cut up. I've been enjoying looking at, it. So. Looking at what happened in the depression, this is really where we see the U.S. government actually playing a very big role mm-hmm. in individual lives out of necessity. Right. Mm-hmm. Anybody claims there wasn't a necessity there doesn't really understand history very well. Of course there was. And there was a book by Marianne Williams, a phenomenal book about the depression, and she uses Chicago because of the church records that were kept in Chicago are all intact, mm-hmm. where most of the records in other cities have been burned mm-hmm. by accident or not. Uh, but, the, but the whole relationship between how, uh, how Anton Cermak had gathered the, the individual enclaves of European immigrants and banded them together into a voting block to get federal money into Chicago to relieve these issues is where it began, mm-hmm. and it's an amazing story about how all this how all this starts. Right, and you can see where it goes off the rails. Sure, because you know people just didn't pay attention to what was going on, 
and you're too busy with your life, and so it's your representatives that, that you work with. And this is our thing, right? This is the way our country's yeah. set up. The kids that we teach today, some of them are going to be senators, and they're going to be working on this stuff. Yeah. And that's what, and that's why it's extremely important to be able to pass this stuff forward. And how do you make it hip? How do you make it cool? Mm-hmm. We we can't do Star Wars, right? Right. right. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. And yeah. The kids, the kids today have no interest in it. They, I don't want to hear about. You it. know what? I was shocked at the, at the amount of interest that they have. Well, I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm speaking in generalities. There's it's a big, a broad brush of painting, but you know. But, but there's adults that are the same way. We're just mm-hmm. like, gosh, they're, it's, they're both but terrible. But not, everybody, not everybody is a dish digger. Not everybody's going to be a scholar. Exactly. Not everybody's going to be a scientist. Which so we talked about. If you're not educated, we don't want you to vote. I had Something very, like I mean, now. up until I was in my 40s it's and bad. actually became a business digger. owner, I had so little right. interest yeah. in in. Any aspect of politics That's, or any aspect natural. of community, yeah. I, I always felt like I couldn't no really make a difference. Interest what whatsoever. Yeah. But there's the interest and in then, politics versus an interest in civics, yes. and I think there's a true difference between there politics is. and civics yeah. and history. Those sure. are three yeah. things that like that three-legged stool really have to come together, and they're not. So I, 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 was, I grew up in the cat in the military academy because I did bad things. But in the truth of the matter is, I grew up this thing because this was my intention. I mean, all my life I've been a leader, not by my choosing. It's basically the fact that when the dust clears, I'm the other one standing there saying, guys, let's do something here. You go over there and do that. You know, right? so, the, so the idea of it is, is you know, uh, we all have different roles that we have to play. So what's the responsibility of this play? Mm-hmm. I think that's what's the important thing. And, and, and again, I'm going to cycle back to the idea that we've got to think that there's something more yep. going on, that we, that we have a role to fulfill it's our time in this history because the guys that are dead, you know, well, 50 years ago was their time, you know, yeah. and, and, and on and on. We learn from them as it comes forward. So we should be learning from special needs people? Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I, I was going to in the end of it, and he's our first candidate. <laughs> Pastor of the special needs John. <laughs> on that note? On that note. We're done. You got some editing to do. Um, yeah, ahead. this is probably going to be uh, a, a broken into two episodes. So really, yeah. So we so all next, next week or what? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, wait, do we get a week off next week? Yeah, or you I, get I, to do two episodes this week? Seventy-three and seventy-four.